Welcome to the Christian Atheists, where faith and reason fuse in the Incarnation. Episode number 75, Interview on the Dobbs Decision with Matt Matias of Meme Lord Monday, Part 3. And another reason why, and I'm just kind of ranting here, I'm sorry, but another reason this is um, extremely important to me personally is because my mother was literally uh, told to abort me. I was an ectopic pregnancy, yeah. like literally. Um, I came up on the uh, the scan, I guess, back in the day. I don't know if they did x-rays back then, 36 years ago. <laughs> but, you know, the, it showed me uh, in the wrong tube. And they were like, you got to get rid of him. You're, he's going to kill you. And uh, I believe, you know, through divine intervention, uh, I was moved to where I was supposed to be. And, and praise God that, you know, my mother was faithful and she chose not to abort me. So th that's why this topic to me is extremely important. Mm -hmm. And I feel as though, like, I can't expect everyone to be like my mother. You know, I think she's, she was insane for that, <laughs> to be honest. I don't know how I would deal with that. But, um, you know, I'm, I'm eternally thankful i'm i'm yeah. so grateful that my mother was insane <laughs> she I'm, did that. I'm glad you're here yes oh man but god is in all of those things right he really is and if there's one thing i've learned through 25 years of atheism is that when you try to run away he's still there he's still guiding and he's mm. working all of those little events the decisions that your mother made were not random they mm. they were directed, and, and God had a purpose for you. And uh, thank God you're here. Yeah, yeah, Amen. That's awesome. So I'm gonna try and take some questions here, um, as we come to a conclusion here. We've talked, we've covered, we covered a lot, and I know that we could cover a lot more ground. But <laughs> I, I I'm trying to keep these conversations a, a little bit more. Um, focused um i think i had a good question here that i passed by he says as christians if a husband and wife both agree to carry out a pregnancy to its natural end despite the risks would you consider that less right than saving the life of both parents uh, i'm not sure what that means i'm try just trying to flush out this argument here if the mother is going to die and both the mother and the father agree that the baby is the, ba the take the baby choose the baby over the mother is that the idea i think so i mean um, I, that would be the parent's choice I, just like it's the, yeah. it's the right of the states to make those decisions um the state the state i mean like you know the individual states the 50 states they should be making sure that the the the, the real choices are those being made by the parents and the parents have to make those choices because god works through people individuals um, as much as he works through anything else. And in fact, he only, in, in my view, he only works through individuals. States are composed of individuals. Um, yeah. so if parents make that decision, who can gainsay them? Um, although if, if Jenny became, if Jenny became pregnant right now, and there were a choice between Jenny and a, a child, there would be no, I mean, I would have mm -hmm. no hesitation to choose Jenny yeah. or a child. So, yes. And. The, sorry, the, the gentleman said, yes, you did understand the main idea of the question. So okay. thank you for that. Um, Michelle, my wife actually said, to be clear, ectopic pregnancies are non-viable for both mom and baby. If an abortion and often tubal are not performed, I'm completely against banning of abortion of her ectopic, ectopic pregnancy. So am I. Yeah. 
Yeah, and and I think that's that's what we were referring to as well. Um, that's why, like, my mom, I think she was insane <laughs> to to refuse the procedure because she had every right to um to to perform it because, like Michelle said, um, it's not viable for both for everyone. It's it's a lose lose situation. Right. Um. So my situation is extremely rare, and uh, I wouldn't encourage anyone else to do that. Um, but yeah, it's, I think as Christians, we can, we can ethically and rationally say that that is a situation that is a very sad situation where we, we should allow for the emergency situation, sure. uh, emergency procedure to take place. I think, um, okay, here's a good question. Do you believe that there needs to be a distinction between abortion and medical life-saving? Okay. I guess it's the same question, uh, between abortion and the medical life-saving procedure. Uh, would that help clarify positions and allow better le- legislation? I guess he's saying from like a legislative pers- position, um, what type of distinctions should be made? Yeah, I, I mean, I, there's there's nothing wrong with calling uh, that an abortion because essentially that is what you're doing. In, in a way, I, I would kind of embrace that because as we understand abortion to be the taking of a human life, there are times when, and we should be aware of it, we should be aware that we're making this very difficult choice. And no matter which way we go, we're stuck on the horns of the dilemma, right? We're taking a human life to save a human life. But there are times when that is justified. We should be clear about that. Um, truth matters. Um, and if we're going to be Christians, we shouldn't be Pollyannas. We should recognize that sometimes we have to make tough choices and that We'll face judgment for them when the time comes. And we've, when we've chosen rightly, God will say, well done, thou good and faithful servant. And if we've chosen wrongly, then we face the consequences. But we, we don't get to not choose. Mm. Um, choice is the very structure of human life, human existence, human rationality. Um, and those tough decisions have to be available to us as much as they can in terms of preserving the, the values of society and, and individual life, um, because the, the right to life is the fundamental right that everyone, every human being must possess or they have no other rights. I like that because you and Jenny said this on your podcast, it's actually more pro-choice <laughs> to allow your child to live mm-hmm. because you're giving the child the choice to live and you're giving the child the choice to have a future and make future decisions for itself. Yep. And if anything, you also said um, the overturning of Roe versus Wade is actually more pro-choice because it places the choice back into the hands of the people of the states. Exactly. Yeah. It was a, it was what we call a judicial fiat. They decided that they were going to answer the question and it wasn't, mm. it's not the role of judges ever to answer that question. Um, the role of the judge is to apply the law and make sure at the level of the Supreme Court, it comports with the constitution. Um, and that's all they did here. And they said, okay, so we're not going to take that role upon ourselves. We're pushing it back to where it should be in the States. Yeah. So they gave us the right once again to, um, to do what was, what was originally supposed to be our right from the start. Yeah. Uh, as far as like, and this is for those of you who are international listeners, this is all American politics. If you're, if you're kind of confused on what we're talking about. So, um, Hannah asks, uh, we've covered medically necessary abortions, quote unquote. What about situations like rape and incest that people reference all the time? I added that part. I feel 
those are much more of a gray area. And should a woman who's been raped be quote unquote forced, I don't know if that's the term, the right term to carry uh, her birth of, of the attacker's child. This is a tough one. I mean, just as we were just saying before, this is yeah. a, a tough, tough thing. <laughs> Get myself in trouble here. I tend to think the better solution is to have the baby um, and, and then give it up for adoption because mm-hmm. I think every life is valuable. I mean, I have to follow my own logic where it takes me. Yeah. Um, but if, if a state decides that it's going to allow abortion um, uh, in the case of rape and incest, um, I'm hard-pressed to condemn the state for that. Yeah. Um, I, I can understand. Well, let, let's put it this way. Um, before Roe was overturned, I would have said, yeah, let's go to that regime where we have um, all, all rapes and incests have the right to, to choose to abort. And, um, and that's it, right? All, all cases like that, ectopic pregnancy, life of the mother, um, rape and incest, abortions are fine. That would have been a whole lot better than what we had under Roe. Um, so I would have been, you know, a, a year ago, I would have embraced that wholeheartedly as a better solution than what we have. Um, but now I'm, I'm a little bit more reserved because the logic of my position is a human being is a human being. Yeah. And if it's not going to be devastating to the life of the mother, what right do we have to take the life of the child? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that is, it is such a great area because I, you know, the, the woman is the one who has to carry the baby to term and the woman is the one who has to give birth to the baby. And, um, it is the, the best answer to that question that I've heard personally is that, you know, two wrongs do not make a right. Um, when there's a devastating, um, thing like rape that happens or incest that happens, while throwing abortion into the mix of that already traumatic and devastating situation only compounds the trauma and only eliminates and, 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 you know, it doesn't necessarily help anything as far as the emotional well-being of, of the woman. Like, because the woman can give the child up for adoption. The woman can, you know, she does not have to be a, a mother, so to speak. Um, but, you know, eliminating and there's also the risk of the mother dying. I mean, there's, there's really no such thing as a safe, ab- there's no, there's no such thing as a safe abortion. Um, cause there's been women who have, who have died from, I think, and I could be getting this really wrong. I'm sure Michelle's going to jump in here and say something like where there've been perfor- perforations on the uterus when they've done the procedures and women have bled out from, from these procedures. And, and so that's my answer I to that. I understand the statistics are that are actually, um, the danger of death is much more great from childbirth than it is from abortion, as I understand mm. the statistics. Um, okay. So childbirth is actually a riskier thing, but that doesn't mean that there aren't risks associated with abortion. There are. Right. Um, yeah, it, that's what makes it even more difficult, too. Um, I've also heard statistics that the, the maternal, mortar- maternal mortality rate uh, in places where abortion is banned is actually much, much lower than places where abortion is legal. 
Um, that's that's another live action statistic. I'll have to look into that. But that's yeah, that's one of the talking sure points I learned. Either, so I won't comment. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. One. Go ahead. On the, on the question of um, one of the things that they they throw at us constantly is is that we are hating women. And I think mm. the logic actually goes precisely in the opposite direction. And this is what I mean. The left tends to promote an idea of women that is, is an ideal that does not comport with reality. They're hiding. It's, it's like women carry children. That's part of what it means to be a woman. That's mm. the reality. Um, and it carries with it certain risks, just like being male carries certain risks. We tend to die like 10 years younger than women do. But women carry children. It's, it's part of what it means to be a woman. And when, when they tell us we hate women, we just turn around and say, no, it's you who hate women. You hate the historical reality. You hate the empirical reality. You hate the mm. natural reality that women are the carriers of life. You can, you can say that that's a horrible thing. I think it's a blessing, but every blessing carries with it responsibilities and dangers. Yeah. And it's, it, they hate the physical reality of women, that they're endangered by what they are as women. Um, we yeah. love them because they are the carriers of life. And we, we love them and cherish them and seek to protect them as much as we can but we can't change them into something that they're not. They are human beings that carry life. Um, so I, that's what they hate. Now, I, I know they hate it. They hate it in sort of a, um, a mystical way because they mm -hmm. think that they can somehow correct the errors that God made uh, of the world, making women carry babies and possibly die as a result or all, all of those things. That's what they hate. And they hate, in other words, they hate the real woman. They want some sort of woman who can be everything but that bad stuff. But the world carries with it all sorts of things. And if we love the reality that God has given us, then we love women as they are. Hmm. Yeah. And like, I definitely hear what you're saying. And, and, um, my, my wife actually just commented too. She's like, she's, I'm not, she said, I'm not arguing for the okayness of abortion uh as the product of rape but it's definitely understandable practically speaking and it makes a lot of sense from a from a victim's perspective like i know the left has a point when it comes to the Absolutely. fact that we we are men <laughs> we don't we just don't get it yeah. um you know i've seen my my son being born and i'm like hey great job oh i could not ever do that <laughs> wow like my i i you know, came to respect my wife so much more after seeing what she's capable of. And it's like, uh, you know, us as men, they, they say, well, you shouldn't be able to speak about this because you're a man. I mean, there is a, a slight hint of truth to that, mm -hmm. to the fact that we, we simply can't uh, empathize with the plight of the woman uh, that has to endure rape or, or, or incest or things like that. However, yeah, it does become gray and it comes complex when you throw in the, the, the fact that there is life and women do carry life. It's just part of literally their biology. I mean, and we talked about, we kind of joked about this before we went live, but you mentioned how it's part of being a woman and it's, that's knowing what a woman is, has, is coming under fire and under yes. debate right now. It's like, you know, we, I think we're so off center of, of, 
of reality at this point um, that it's becoming very difficult to to argue and and come to a, like a, a a meeting ground on how to talk about this. That's another area in which you see they introduce something at a very low level and they keep turning up the heat, and eventually we get to the point where all boundaries are erased. And there is no distinction between a man and a woman. Jenny, mm. Jenny, if I, sorry, Jenny, if I've joked, I've joked about this, right? So there's only one sexual organ. It's a vaginus, right? We <laughs> <laughs> all have one. Some of us have innies and some of us have outies, but that's oh, the only distinction. We're all exactly the same. It's just like, come on. There are, <laughs> there are real boundaries out there and they keep, they keep, not just blurring the boundaries, they try to destroy them, obliterate them, right? So there's no distinction between a man and a woman. And therefore, men who think that they want to be considered women should be able to go into women's bathrooms and use them. Mm. Well, that's okay in the abstract. How about if it's your daughter in there with this person walking in and doing their male thing in the bathroom in front of them? That's not okay. Yeah. I, um, so on this podcast, I, I try my best to be biased, but when it comes to this topic, I, I tell everybody I'm conservative. They don't believe me, but on these topics, I like, I think I get as red blooded as it, as it can get. Like, cause I, I, and I understand the arguments and I'm sure you do too, as far as like the gender studies and how people arrive where they do. But at the end of the day, it is convoluted. It is extremely convoluted and it makes no sense and it's I'm, I'm, go ahead i'm doing a um a a series on the christian atheist i actually started um bef before the um before the abortion thing broke out um it's called the evidence evidence and faith and i'm dealing with precisely that issue uh, it doesn't appear that yet appear that way yet because i'm going through the the logic of it and trying to make it clear that um there's a, a quote by William Blake that says, we practice to believe a lie when we see not through the eye. There are mm. certain things that are evident to us yeah, that are real. And when we start sort of processing it through these intellectual things, we can make a false reality for ourselves. And that's what the left has done to the extreme on all of these issues. And we start creating this thing in our, in our heads, but it doesn't comport with actual reality. And that's why they are insane. Right? Mm. And they're, they're making our culture insane. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's so many different directions this goes because it is pervasive um, and pernicious. I'm going to use a bigger word, pernicious, uh, because it, it like it infects so much and it, it, it there's so much that we can't even, Correct. you know what I'm saying? It, it, like it, it is, it's, it's viral in the way that it's affected yep. our society. And um, the, like you can't just talk about this topic without covering an array of different other topics that, that our society is extremely sensitive on where they shouldn't be. I don't, I, I think, um, so yeah, I, like I said, I wanted to kind of hone this conversation as best as I could, but I knew it was going to go in a billion different directions. Um, I think I had one more question here from my buddy, Micah. I think if the state allows it, that doesn't mean people need to choose it. What non-legislative measures do you feel we should be taking in order to give people the real opportunity to carry a baby full term where they haven't felt able to prior? And I think what he's referencing, I could be wrong. Help me, Michael, uh, Micah, is 
there, there's been like a shame of people who need to have an abortion, I guess. Does that make sense? Are, have, were you able to extrapolate from that at all? Yeah, no, that makes perfect okay. sense, actually. Um, I think he's on to something extremely important here. We, we as Christians, in, in particular, need to make sure that we are helping those who need help to bring a baby to term, and then mm. after the baby comes to term. Um, uh, that is, we can't stop being compassionate. That's in the, in, in the command of Christ to us. We have to make sure that we are doing everything we can to assist mothers who need help. Um, and, and uh, you know, that means materially, financially, um, all of those ways, and spiritually, too. Um, uh, so the, the fight isn't over. In, in a lot of ways, um, the overturning of Roe versus Wade with the Dobbs decision just puts us on a new ground to start the fight all over again, because now we've got to wage it in our states. And each state will do whatever each state does, and then we as Christians are going to have to accommodate ourselves to whatever our state chooses, because I hope there's mm. Christians in every state, yeah. and I hope that they don't give up the cause. They need to stand for the unborn, and they need to do everything they can to help those who want help in bringing their child, whether they're in a blue state or a red state, whether they're in a state that forbids or embraces um, abortion restrictions. We need to be there for them to help, mm -hmm. because that's what Christ demands of us. Um, and what that means is the whole, the whole thing has not gone away. But it has gotten more, it has gotten closer to us. And we can do more as individuals now than we ever could before. So yeah. I think that's a fantastic way to end where we are here. This is perfect. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think so too, because, um, and I'll just throw my little two cents in here. We've talked a lot about the, the left and the right hasn't gotten it right either. And, and this is that never area. Will. Never will. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think that this is the area where if we are going to class our, classify ourselves as the right, we should, as you said, support families more than ever, especially in light of this overturning. We should. I, I mean, I had my son two years ago and those first six months. Oh, my goodness. I could have I would have begged, you know, a stranger for help. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's so hard. Um, and those of you who are watching who have had kids, you guys know what I'm talking about as well. Um, we have to support families and, and mothers big time more than ever. Um, so yeah, if anything, if, since we're now at a state level, uh, we should, we should vote that in that way as well, that whatever helps families that also, that is also part of, uh, holding the sanctity of life, but okay. Yes, we should end here. Um, thank you guys so much for watching. Uh, Dr. Weiss, thank you so much. Thank you. And, um, We'll, uh, we'll, I'll try and post this as soon as I can. I have a lot of episodes on back order, but I want to get this out shortly. Uh, guys, uh, Dr. Weiss, take two moments if you can, just to promote what you have going on once again, for those who are watching. Sure. Well, first off, hashtag read the decision, put that yeah. in any of your social media. It'll take you to our site. You can listen to the decision itself, not filtered through anything. I don't, there's no commentary. My commentary does not exist on, on the reading of the decision. Send your liberal friends there. Send those who are pro-abortion there. Let yeah. them listen to the decision. At least then you can both be on the same page and we could talk rationally 
and intelligently about the facts of the decision. Second, I, I would love to have you come to the Christian Atheist and listen yes. in particular, right? So I'm on YouTube and we on all your favorite uh, podcasting apps. Oh, yeah. Sorry, my, wife, my wife's reminding me that if you put it into YouTube, say the Christian Atheist with Dr. John Wise, because yeah. they take you to some other places if you don't. Um, <laughs> and also we have our, our second podcast is um, uh, Simple Gifts. And on that, I try my best to provide provocative, intelligent, important material for you to know, and not, not that's directed to any specific topic at all. It's all just sort of Western philosophy, literature, poetry, poetry, some of which I've written for my wife. Um, you can find that on there. But um, it, is, it is a plethora of really important Western things that you should know as, yeah. a, as a Christian, as an informed Christian. Um, and I read them for you in 15-minute segments. Um, so you can read through all of George Orwell's 1984, um, you know, in 15-minute segments with me as you drive to, to work in the day. Oh, <laughs> and my wife's reminding me, we, we also have a photography business. <laughs> so, um, everything that we're doing on the web, we're not making any money for whatsoever. We're paying for all of our podcast stuff. Mm -hmm. We have no, no funding coming in from anybody or anywhere, and uh, we'd like to keep doing it. So one of the ways we can do it is our photography business. So Wise Photography for your occasion, um, we're on wow. Facebook and um, yeah, just go on Facebook, Wise Photography for your occasion um, and contact us. We'd love to do photo photography for her. Jenny is brilliant. She's probably glaring at me right now as I say it, but trust me, you will be happy with your photography if you, if you come to see us and you'll get we'll to, meet, to meet both of us. We'll have to get a session with you, um, our, my little family. <laughs> we would love to do that. Awesome. Well, hey, um, a lot of people are asking that you come back. Dr. Wise uh, would love to make you somewhat of a regular on, sure. the, on the show if you'd like to do that. Sure. Sounds That's good. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. Well, all right. Well, we got to get going. Uh, thank you guys so much for watching and have a good evening. I am a Christian with the searching and skeptical mind of an atheist. I don't want to believe anything that isn't true. I know both sides of the looking glass, and I know them with open eyes. I choose Christ's side. I invite you to join me from wherever you stand before the looking glass. That's this week's episode. Thanks for listening. And remember, you can have your religious cake and eat it too. You can have reason, respect for science, a 21st century worldview, and be a Christian.